Space randos. Back at it again with the randos in space. Last time our heroes, well, they're not heroes, our crew, um, they broke their mining machinery. <laughs> um, just a minor, minor breakage. We have a loss of 10% uh, in production, in output of production there. So um, I'm just going to uh, buy some parts for that. I'm going to pay for 10% of the mining um, system of this ship. So a system this size is a size modifier of seven, this ship. 300K, woo, 300,000. I've got 61,000 for my last metals, light metals haul. 10% <clears throat> would be 30,000. Wow, okay, so we'll take, darn it, <laughs> the costs, eh, the costs of running your own private trading. I guess this is why not many people are out trading, free trading in this, uh, in this setting. All right, so we, um, we buy uh, 30K worth of parts to fix our mining. And okay, so that'll put us down to uh, 31,600 left. Uh, and next, we're going to need um, to spend our character points. We got two of them, two character points for each uh, crew member, so that's fun. Uh, because somebody is going to become the engineer. <laughs> Who should it be? Okay. Well, we've got Gene Dole here. He's our... Uh, electrician so I guess it would be natural to turn him into our uh, our engineering whiz <clears throat> on board he's a smart enough lad with IQ 11 um, that's funny so he now is going to spend two points um, in mechanic actually let's just put one point in it mechanic um, mining machinery Mining mechanic, and let's put, um, he's got electrician, let's put, um, yeah, we'll just give him another engineering, um, starship, actually mechanic, looks like we could use mechanic spacecraft for repairs too, spacecraft, yeah, we'll put, um, a one in that. So these are both IQ average. So one will give him a 10 in mechanic mining and we get a 10. Let's roll the repair on our new kill. So uh, Terry, no, uh, Gene, Gene Dole is gonna roll um, Starship space, spacecraft mechanic. It's got a 10 in it. Newly bought skill, you get a 10. <laughs> He fails, so he spends the first. Oh, that's almost. That's not a critical failure. If that was a critical failure, he'd use the parts. Think he fixed it, and he wouldn't have fixed it. <laughs> uh, okay, so he fails. Takes one day. Oh, gee, we're getting close to a critical fail. Um, days spent. <laughs> 
Okay, that's two days spent fixing two fails. Okay, there's ten. So it takes um, takes three days. Takes three days to fix mining. All right. <laughs> well, what can you expect? He's new, right? He's, he's still learning this uh, starship uh, repair. Okay, so we'll re remove that minus 10% penalty on the mining equipment output. And that's his skills taken care of. We got two points to spend on everybody else. Okay, okay. Let's take a minute here and take a look at these guys. Okay, I think I got this figured out now. Gene Dole, he's our uh, engineering uh, officer on board. He's got mechanic spacecraft at 10 and um, mechanic mining equipment at 10 now. Um, over next to him is Jim Crane. He is going to be our comms sensor officer uh, and our, our merchant. <laughs> He's got that sweet plus two reaction, so that'll be good for social situations. I'll allow him to use that in uh, buying and selling uh, contests, uh, rolling. So he, I'm gonna give him the merchant skill. So he's got that at nine for one point. It's not great at it still, but it does have a plus two reaction, I guess. Uh, he's got uh, electronic operation sensors at nine. Um, okay, so he's our comm sensors guy. Uh, Terry Smith our rail conductor. Um, oh yeah, sorry, Jim Crane was our hazmat guy. He's the guy with the one hand, but he uh, had the wealthy advantage, so he, he blew all his starting wealth to uh, get a prosthetic hand. And his wealth continues to maintain that uh, mechanical hand, we'll say. So those, his uh, advantage, disadvantage, more or less cancel out. But I'm gonna leave them on his sheet just for flavor because so we remember. Uh, his interesting background. So Terry Smith is the or was the rail conductor who took to the stars, and he's going to be our captain with that IQ of 18, strength and dexterity of 12. This guy is the obvious star of the crew. Uh, gives I took uh, leadership for him, so he's going to be the captain. He's got leadership of one. It gives him a leadership skill of 17. This guy is is smooth at the helm too. Uh, well, he's not that dexterous. A piloting ship I gave him for one as well and that is skill level 11 now and last but not least we have our very fat Tony Gray the freight handler he's gonna be our gunner I just love this guy this guy's got the coolest <laughs> just the coolest uh, character concept I think coming for him so he he's this big burly freight handler guy he's still working the shipping uh, the shipping docks at the spaceport or something um, he already had packing um, at seven. He's not great at it, but he knows how to handle freight. So he's our cargo, uh, our cargo handler, and our gunner. <laughs> when he's not handling cargo, he's shooting stuff. He's got gunner beams at 13, so he's actually he's actually a decent gunner. Um, our, our fat Tony has uh, plus one reaction too, so he's a likable dude. He's only got seven hit points. He is the wimpiest of the bunch. But he, oddly enough, has the highest fatigue points at 18. <laughs> Go figure. He's a chubby lad, but he's got some good cardio, so... Um, so he's not what he seems. Um, okay, so... Uh, 
Now, it took us three days. Uh, we're on a 19-day trip. We're seven days um, trying to sell our goods. 26 days um, plus three, so 29 days have passed, and I think it's time that we blast off again. All right, so I'm looking at this um, star map, uh, our star system. And we've got, uh, we've visited A11. A10 is our closest neighbor. It's a hostile, caustic planet, as far as we know. Um, I'm thinking of visiting A7, way over here. And uh, on the way, we'll hit up A6 as well. So we know A6 is a hostile, infernal environment. Um, so that'll damage the ship. We don't have much armor. We can't even probably land there. A7, A7, however, is a uh, wreckage, um, a battlefield wreck, or a debris, debris field, just orbiting out way out there. So we're gonna go check that out and see if we can find anything maybe worth salvaging. Um, hopefully, we don't run into danger on the way because we're still not much of a fighting crew here. We do have a gun on board. The ship has a 100 megajoule um, major weapon battery, uh, 100 megajoule UV laser. So that thing, uh, that thing could cut up. That could cut some holes, burn some holes through some ships if we meet anybody. But uh, yeah, we'd really rather not get into an encounter. So encounters. Um, so all of this is a work in progress, obviously, as I play through it and play testing um, my little rules that I've made up here and procedures, but I'm thinking every time you uh, come into orbit or pass a uh, through a hex of a point of interest on the star map, so a planet or wreckage field, for instance, we will be rolling encounters, random encounters. Random encounters uh, in space include ships, um, natural events, um, you know, uh, meteor swarms or, you know, um, something like that, dust clouds, something, um, or monsters. So the galaxy has been kind of overrun a bit with space-faring large insectoid things. Um, sort of, I'm thinking, things sort of like um, Starship Troopers, I guess, or Starcraft. It's a great computer game. So we haven't we haven't met any of that thankfully yet, but uh, I don't think we want to because our ship is not huge. We have an 85 foot long ship. Uh, it, it can house, <laughs> it can keep four people, five people, cramped, and and there's only four workstations on the whole thing. So there isn't even extra place for somebody to sit and like at a console, at a workstation. Okay, so here we go. Um, blasting off. Let's count up our distances here. Ready, nine. Back here at Homeworld, Alpha Nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Uh, that's actually eighteen. I counted uh, wrong way. <laughs> eighteen, eighteen hexes away. We'll have to boost for half and decelerate for the second half. Uh, 18, so that's 9. We're going to boost for 9. 9 hexes. We have a 1G acceleration. 9. Okay, so first day is 1G. Second day is 2Gs. Third day is 3Gs. 
three AU, sorry. Three G's across three AU. And fourth day. One, two, three, four, yeah, four days. It'll be about eight days, we'll say. Okay, day 30. Um, blast off uh, A9 to A6. Uh, eight days transit. Sorry, eight days boost. And eight days decelerate. Okay. I'm not not um, in love with this method of calculating travel. I might, might come up with a way to simplify that still, but for now we'll, we'll go with this. So we land, well, we enter orbit day uh, four, uh, 40, yeah, day 48 of our spacefaring calendar. Day 48 total. Been adventurers in space for 48 days. Uh, I'm counting up this way because I am trying to keep track of my my food stores. I have a ton of food in the cargo hold, and that is 400 days worth of food. 500 days worth of food. Sorry. Well, we'll just round it down to 400 days. We'll say that we eat. We get to eat a little better because then I can divide it by four guys. So 100 days for each guy. Of food left. We're halfway through our food store, so we will have to spend a thousand bucks to buy another ton of food soon. And so far it's looking like there's no other inhabitants, no other cities, spaceports, space stations, or anything in this, uh, in this star system we've discovered yet. We'll see. So we're, we're entering orbit. Um, that's, uh, that's probably easily enough done. Um, it's a piloting check, I guess see if he watches it no he doesn't he makes it so captain uh, brings it into orbit around a6 and we'll spend the day scanning day 48 uh, scanning a6 all right now it's time to check for encounters uh, yes, and if we had navigation, which nobody here does, I have no navigator, um, we could have possibly, I think I would allow a navigation rule to um, plot a course right into an orbit and maintain, if, if we don't think we want to actually land on this planet, which we don't think we do, we could use navigation to slingshot ourselves Right, maybe you know, do a, a loop or two uh, at a higher g, a higher um, speed, and then exit uh, the orbit and continue on at a higher velocity. Um, a little fancier. At the way we're doing it now, it takes more time, but you know, it's simpler. We just, <laughs> we just pull in to orbit at pretty much a coast. We're just drifting. Okay, so encounter. 6 encounter. <laughs> we have a 1. Dang it. Okay. Um, we have an encounter. Oh dear, oh dear. Okay. Uh, okay, we've got um, encounters. Um, I need a 1d8. 
That's a natural threat. Storm. Oh, dang. Alright, we're gonna roll on the type of natural hazard. Two, we've got a meteor swarm. Okay, that's not great. Um, meteor swarm. Okay, so, I'm gonna roll a d10 to find the modifier. Oh, that's not good. Okay, uh, five, uh, four, three would be minus. That's minus three to, um, to sense it coming. Um, we'll use our sensor comms officer here, Jim Crane. Gonna see how much warning we get using his sensors here. Sensor skill of nine. Oh man, he makes it. Oh, but he has a minus three, so it's nine. He needed to make a six and he rolled a seven. So he fails, inflicting a minus one penalty. Um, on the, um, we still get a chance to kind of pilot our way through this before we take damage. So we've got a minus one inflicted onto our pilot check. So he needs, uh, now he needs a 10. Oh, he happened with the minus three. So minus four, now he needs a, a six. And whatever the margin is, that's how much damage we're gonna take directly to the hull. Well, to all hull. Uh, <laughs> So we needed a six, I rolled a nine, so we take three damage. That's not bad, three damage. We can live with that, it's not gonna put us in danger right away. Three damage as we bash our way through. Uh, oh, uh, this wasn't meteors, meteorites, this was meteors. Um, we'll, we'll double that. Yeah, meteors one, so six. Points taken off, oh. Okay, so we've got 50 hit points um, on the on the hull. Um, we've got six damage incoming that we failed to maneuver, dodge around, whatever. <laughs> so um, anything under 10% of the hit points in the hull will not uh, disable a system. Unfortunately, six damage is over 10%. So whatever we hit. Okay, so let's roll to see which section gets hit by the meteor. Uh, second section, so that would be the mid. The mid section. Do we have armor there by any chance? No, darn right. We only have armor in the in the aft, in the, in the back half, uh, back third. And we have a DR-15 back there, so we would have been all right if we had been bashed by a meteor in the back end. But, uh, this ship is made for running. All the armor in its hind end. Okay, so okay, we take a, a excuse me, we take a meteor to the mid section, and it's gonna disable whatever I roll. Now, before we roll, let's <laughs> let's have some fun here. We take a look. Now we have uh, we have three, four fuel tanks on board, full of uh, metallic or liquid hydrogen for our jump drive. Um, we don't know how to navigate enough to use that jump drive yet but uh, we can jump out of this star system once we get the ability to figure out how to plot a course. Um, however, we've got two hydrogen-filled fuel tanks, and we're gonna call those volatile. Uh, three, three of them in this system, or in this hull. We've got a star drive, three fuel tanks, and an engine room, and a habitat. <laughs> 
and one of these will be disabled. Four, the engine room. <laughs> oh, space, man, it's no joke. It's dangerous out here. Okay, so we get smoked by a meteor as we're trying to dodge through this incoming swarm. Ah, Captain Terry Smith is at the helm. Couldn't quite get a heads up from Jim Crane, who's at the center console. Uh, couldn't get the warning of it incoming in time. Fails to dodge, takes six damage right to the hull as a meteorite rock bashes in. So we're down to uh, 44 hit points. Bashes into the engine room and just disables it. Um, that is the engine room attached to the star drive. Or is it the power plant? Nope. Yeah, that's attached to the star drive and the front engine. Okay, so we can't do repairs on on the other engine star drive if they until we fix that engine room. But no, no major, no dangerous loss there. Uh, immediate danger, anyways. Great. Now we got to fix that engine room. That's gonna cost money. Okay, so this has already been a, day, <laughs> a failure of a trip so far. Okay, and I'll just make a. Uh, star log, <laughs> captain's log of that. Log entry, natural threat, uh, meteor swarm. Um, six damage to hull. Disables engine room. <laughs> That's really cool. So I can picture these guys just thrown off their off their chairs almost. Uh, during uh, when they impact, and it just caves in a side of the well, the side of the ship right into the engine room. Um, now that's it's it's disabled; it's not destroyed, so it just gets just just kind of wrecked, dented in. Um, no threat of uh, decompression or anything like that. Um, so. Um, yeah, and we get out of that. Okay. Well, that was interesting, now, wasn't it? We get out. Uh, we get out of the swarm, your swarm, and we spend um, uh, day forty-nine in the orbit. Day forty-nine. Um, orbiting a six. Scanning. Right now, do some scanning. I don't know if we even need to really roll. Uh, taking our time here, so uh, well, he makes it anyway. So we'll say that's a pretty thorough scan. Uh, at this point, we roll to see if there's a point of interest on or above this planet. Point of interest is going to be one of many things. Let's see if there's one first. Five percent chance. We have a fifty-seven. No, no point of interest. Um, and we will. Um, well, since we roll so well, uh, well, in the same day we're able to scan for natural resources below fifty percent chance of that. Forty-eight. Yes, we do find natural resources. 
Um, and what might those be? I don't think we can get them anyways. to my list here, my table, and roll 3d6. 14 gives us a... I would find industrial metals down there. Very interesting. Okay, find industrial metals. Resource. Find industrial metals. So that would be steels, irons. Maybe lead. No, that'd be a heavy metal. That's a different category. Okay. All right. Um, let's take a look at this planet. All right, so this being a uh, inferno. This is an infernal um, planet. Infernal atmosphere. Um, will be about 3d6 rule for this one. Um, oh, what's the size of this place? Yeah, so that'd be about 3d6 damage sustained. So as soon as we get, um, I'll start damaging the ship once we roll a 10, roll a 10 or above, which isn't, yeah, actually it's 50% of the time on 3d6. So yeah, every, every space turn, so every minute uh, in that, in that atmosphere, We'll be taking 3d6 directly to our hull. We have some armor on the back half, once again, but man, if we had armor all over the ship, we could maybe maybe take that on for a while, but I don't think uh, I don't think we can handle it with the midnight uh, sun. So let's continue on to A7. We'll leave orbit. Okay, uh, day 50. Um, leave orbit, uh, to A7. All right, now we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight AU to go. We'll blast, we'll boost for four of those. One, two, and a two and a two and a third of a day, two, three, so we'll get there in late on the fourth day, say, um, four days, boost, two days, okay, and so four days later we arrive, so 54 days into our food rations. Day 54. Enter orbit. Around A7. Alpha 7. All right. Oh yeah, no, this is not, uh, there is no orbit. This is the uh, wreckage. It's a um, battlefield wreckage. Wreckage slash debris field. Cool. Okay, let's see. Let's see if we got a point of interest here first. Um, so we'll spend the day scanning. 
Oh wow, we made the uh, scanning roll again. Target number nine. Had about a seven. Um, and let's see, we got point of interest chance. 25%. 23. Okay, we find something interesting. Uh, floating through the debris field. Nine. Where's part of the dude? Oh, shoot. There is a colony. There's a space station here. Oh, dang. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Uh, indeed. Point of interest. Captain's log. Entry. Point of interest. Um, yeah. Station. Space station. Options on this uh, table are city, colony, space station, something, uh, some habitat, some civilization here. Uh, space station, awesome. Okay, there's a chance. There's a chance it is active. A better chance it is active. Um, populated. Um, okay, let's roll that. So that is a D8. Oh, this is gonna be juicy. Four. Oh no. in ruins. Yeah. Makes sense. Space station. Ruined. Yeah. Makes sense. Because it's in a... It's in the wreckage of a battlefield. Um, ancient battlefield. So you can just picture us coming in to this huge wreckage field. And everything's just floating debris blast ships and we uh, managed to find a space station amongst all this. This is probably what the fight of the battle was over. They were defending this place. Uh, they obviously lost. Um, it's kind of sad. Uh, we have 25% um, chance of encounter. Um, did not uh, let's see if there's, yeah, there's no natural resources other than the wreckage field, so we gotta start. Well, this is interesting enough to investigate. We've come all this way, so I think we need to start looking into salvaging. So this is actually, because the setting I, uh, I'm dreaming up is, uh, there was a golden age, galactic golden age, um, ubiquitous high technology across the galaxy, blah blah blah, fell into, um, fell into disrepair, chaos, uh, it's long gone. Small pockets of isolated um, civilization remain, obviously, like my homeworld, but uh, these places are few and far between and the galaxy is just littered with ruins, wreckage, lost tech, um, space monsters. <laughs> monstrous um, AI uh, stuff like that so this is where I think we go and investigate this ruined space station now, we don't have a lot uh, in the way of equipment yet I haven't been able to get enough money to buy anything cool uh, no, no lasers no personal weapons no nothing we're gonna bust out um, ultra tech book here soon buy some equipment 
for now. What each ship comes equipped with, excuse me, is um, personal evac suits. Evac suits so that we can spacewalk, stuff like that. So I think, I think it's time for a right proper space crawl, dungeon crawl. We're gonna dock, we're gonna dock up. Uh, we've got a clamp, we've got an external clamp on our ship. Um, that'll make it uh, easier to dock at this ruined space station. And we're gonna go, we're gonna go in there, investigate, see what kind of treasure we can find, see what kind of lost tech, see if we can salvage any any high-tech stuff. Maybe there's some, who knows, I'm gonna start rolling on some uh, random ultra-tech tables, I think. Maybe we could find some higher-tech stuff small chance of that. Be nice to find some laser rifles, some weaponry, or maybe some personal uh, vehicles. I was really thinking I could use like a small hover vehicle or like all-terrain vehicle. Throw that in my cargo hold uh, for any kind of planetary exploration we might want to do. Um, if we ever, <laughs> if we ever visit a planet that's not hostile or barren. Um, yeah, so here we go. Uh, the sensor uh, work by Jim Crane there. Our one-handed hazmat man um, found the space station. So his job is done. It's all up to Captain Terry Smith to pilot us in. So we'll just, uh, it's gonna take all the time. He's got all the time in the world. So as long as he doesn't totally flub this. So he makes it, uh, he rolls a nine under 11 and we attempt well, and we successfully um, um, dock with space station. Um, we should be able to get right into a hangar. Or what's left of one uh, space station hangar, and we'll, uh, there's be yeah. So there's no uh, probably no gravity on here. We'll say there's definitely not any gravity. This this one uh, so we'll use the use external clamp <laughs> awesome and it is time to well we all grab our, our tools and our weapons that we have not much crowbars we have crowbar two crowbars an electrical and multimeter kit on uh, our electrician here I got a can of mace for Terry Smith. <laughs> He'll take a uh, crowbar. Oh, he can't use a crowbar. He's got a liquid projector skill. And that's it for the can of mace. So whatever, he's got that on him. Okay, this should be interesting. And we, uh... oh, should we leave somebody with the ship? Oh, dang. Maybe we should. We'll leave the captain. Captain pilot on the ship. That's what we'll do. Since he doesn't have a decent weapon, anyways, um, everybody else has some slightly more useful skills in there, anyways. We've got our engineering. We can maybe turn on stuff or um, open doors and stuff, jump stuff, something like that. We've got our uh, our comms operation guy, so we can work the electronics if we find anything. And we've got a gunner here. He's, yeah, he doesn't have much. Okay, 
now what are we gonna do? We gotta generate, we gotta generate some space dungeon. So just to paint the picture before, um, we do the dungeon uh, layout in the first room. Uh, the gang each has, everybody has a civilian vac suit, tech level nine, so we don't have the good stuff. Um, <laughs> we'd have to pay for that. And these are worth 10,000. The good stuff is worth, oh, interesting, 5,000. Um, and they are, a vac suit covers a whole body, a rigid removable helmet and life support pack. Um, <laughs> suit has a backpack, uh, mounted life support system, good for 12 hour air supply. Uh, it's got a biomedical sensor in it, so if somebody dies in a suit, we, can, we know. Um, uh, and pressure support, up to 10 atmospheres, radiation support, PF2, so I think that's up to 2 rads or something. I don't know. Uh, look that up when we need to. And it gives a DR of 6, so, you know, we're not, we're not well equipped going in here, but we can survive for 12 hours at a time. Uh, so, we'll go in, flashlights, we'll do this open, the space, ruined hangar bay, flashlights and crowbars in hand. Alright, let's get it on. Alright, we got Gene, the muscle of the group, 15 strength. We've got Jim, secondary muscle, 12 strength, pretty tough dude too, 12 hit points. And then we've got uh, our weakling, Tony. Um, Big Tony, <clears throat> strength nine. These three come off the ship, so the ship has landed in the hangar, hangar bay. These guys have to carefully, tethered to the ship, spacewalk. Zero G, free fall, uh, no, uh, no oxygen, vacuum, the whole bit, so it's just open to space. So we'll say they are unhindered. This being open to space, there's not gonna be anything to encounter here. These guys come around and manage to get to the main door. Now, they get to the main door to get uh, out of the hangar bay into the rest of the space station. <coughs> um, they have to, uh, okay, so we check the door, D8, to see what, what the state of the door is. One to two, it, it's actually uh, open or operational. So they managed to open that. <laughs> that was easy. So it would open up, and now we generate the dungeon ahead of them. There we go. The usual die drop method. Oh, that didn't spread much, but that's all right. Uh, okay, I got quite a clutter clump in the top left corner. All right, and then we just start writing these down um, as uh, they are positioned. Now I'm gonna take a quick look here. Maybe I'm gonna wanna flip this orientation a bit. We'll just keep it like that. Okay, so, um, and we'll record these, um, this layout. And this will be the, uh, basically the deck plan for this level. Well, part of this level. If there's a one, um, there is an area change. Looks like we've got two area changes, so that may be, depending on the die roll, 
that may be a area change on the same level just goes to another part um, or if it is a, a d10 or up it's a level change so we've got a, a one on a d4 and a d6 that is um, all this one is in the middle so this one will have to be uh, a, a deck change so there's like a an elevator there uh, but we've got a level one a level change uh, here so we'll expand up that way so let's just start um, by recording these bad boys so we've got an uh, an eight on a ten um, and then we've got a one rolled on a d6 we've got an eight on an eight. Oh boy that's interesting got a 6 on a 20. We rolled a 4 on a 10 cider. Uh, and we have a 12 on a 12 cider. That's interesting too, isn't it? Um, every time you roll a, uh, a max die result, uh, that's a lair of some sort. There will be uh, a monster there. A hostile something monster space monsters are cool four on a d6 uh, we've got an eight on a d8 uh, we've got an eight on a d12 a lot of eights another <laughs> an eight and an eight on a d20 a lot of eights and eights are we've got four eights on this level five eights and uh, eight, eight rooms are mechanical rooms. Very cool. Mechanical rooms. That's interesting, isn't it? Okay, so we've got. Um, okay, uh, we will come in to like, step in off the hangar, and we walk into a. So we'll go uh, a one. Room A1 is uh, 8 on a 10. A1. I don't know if you can see that there. Let's move that up. Um, so we walk into a mechanical room. Now that we've got our dungeon area mapped, let's figure out what this room looks like. Uh, that looks like I need a D12 there too. 12. So we step into A1 after opening the door. Drop dice again. <clears throat> um, using the good old table for room generation. Um, so we know it's a mechanical room. Mechanical room. And our furniture, our furnishings. Oh yes, I did forget to drop another die for area. Area feature is a common feature among this, uh, all these areas. Oh no, infested with vermin. Okay, there we go. Vermin infested. Now depending on Depending on the um, the layers we find, 
we might find out what kind of vermin that is exactly. Just normal rats, some mutated rats, some strange mutated monster vermin, or maybe space vermin. <laughs> we'll see. Um, okay, so in this room, this is a mechanical room. Here's what we rolled. So it's looking to me like we're gonna make this into sort of a sort of an L-shaped room. Thanks to my uh, dropped die roll there. And we're just gonna go down the list here. Uh, interior wall partition or elevation change. So on this side here, we've got uh, the steps up and there's like a gangway, a ladder up. Cool, okay, 11, um, window viewport. Um, um, okay, yeah, so there's a viewport kind of here. Uh, we'll say that's um, into the hangar where we entered. So this would be uh, actually kind of turned um, like this, like this, yeah. Not important. We can see a hanger from this room. That's all that's important. Six. We've got a six on a D6. So that's a max die roll in the room. We've got company. We've got a four on a D4 in the room. So that's two. Two monsters side by side right in that corner. Right in the northeast corner, uh, we've got a one on the D10. What does that get us? Just trash, rubble, and debris. So this kind of side is just kind of something ruined here. The wall, the ceiling is kind of caved in a bit, perhaps. What's important is that that is uh, rough terrain now. Uh, window port. Yeah, we got the, the window. Three is a pillar, bulkhead, or structural support. So we'll have like, um, yeah, uh, structural support down here. We'll put it right in the center of the, uh, the bottom of the L of the room. And we've got an H, or an eight on the 10. That's uh, storage, storage closet type uh, facility thing. So we'll just put that whole bottom part is uh, kind of two little storage closets. Um, so, <laughs> interesting. So, oh, sorry. Um, we have to come into the room, so we'll come in here. Here's the doorway. This is no longer, this can't be the storage closet. The storage closet is the bottom lower left. Okay, so we open up the doors. Uh, we come in with our, our flashlights and in here, um, I guess the room is more or less kind of lit. Auxiliary power or something is on. And we encounter some nasties. Let's, uh, let's see what we got. D20, 14. Okay. So um, for now, I am just converting on the fly as usual. The good old Beck Me uh, Dungeon Random Encounter Tables. And I just rolled a 14, which is an orc. Very fitting. We have encountered some space orcs. Now, the idea of this setting is um, 
there was okay so during the 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 wars and the after the fall of the empire uh, there was a lot of uh, just say there's a lot of um, biological and chemical warfare and a lot of um, horrible mutations caused amongst populations and a lot of humans um, over the hundreds of years since have mutated degenerated they've uh, they've changed a lot of negative ways I'm thinking uh, a lot a lot of similarities to the reverse from Firefly. They just uh, become primitive, very violent. Uh, they're just, they just make a bad guy. They just make a great, great villain. So there's lots of them around. Stories, uh, stories say. <laughs> and uh, our crew is encountering some space orcs for the first time. Reavers. Okay, we've got this kind of set up here kind of see the uh, room extent here, just like that. Um, here's the, uh, the doorway in, closet, the two space orcs, wretched things living in squalor, <laughs> in this back corner, there's our heroes, well not heroes yet, step through the um, the blast door cycles, probably an airlock cycle through there, because this is um, pressurized and gravity and uh, has atmosphere. So we step in. We <laughs> they would hear some uh, cycling of the air uh, airlock, so I'm not sure they would be surprised. Uh, it'd be impossible for them to be surprised, so they would sneak up, possibly, just to kind of take a look. They wouldn't expect, uh, probably wouldn't expect company. Let's do a uh, intelligence roll just to see if they do suspect anything. Oh, no, they failed. No, they don't expect explorers. They just figure, oh, that, that door is probably malfunctioning. They would better check that out in case it's something, you know, going to cause them to lose oxygen or atmosphere so they start moving up and then out steps the gang <laughs> so we'll roll surprise for everybody how about that see who does get surprised oh yeah uh, we're surprised all right so uh, we're surprised we're mentally stunned um, they will move in uh, and attack on sight because that's what space orcs do uh, they both move up and they will have uh they'll have kind of clubs on them um i don't think they'll have guns or anything like that they're living pretty primitively here uh, in the wreckage of this space station for who knows how many generations probably several and uh yeah they're gonna go to town we'll work on these pcs Okay, so here we go. <laughs> Our guys can do nothing. Um, in this case, I'm gonna say um, that they can defend as normally though, because these guys did have to rush up to them. So, um, here comes the first attack. He needs a, what do they attack with? Oops, I better check that. Uh... Yeah, okay, I'm gonna record this down. 
Alright, so they've got 10 hit points each. They don't really have any armor on them. Um, they've got an attack uh, of 11 because they're just kind of, you know, kind of just hobos, I guess, living here. <laughs> just scrounging, trying to stay alive. Um, they don't have a lot of uh, combat uh, expertise. I suppose they wouldn't have to fight much here. They're pretty isolated. They're stuck on the station. Nobody comes to visit. Um, they, they'll do 1d8 with their crude, like, pipes and crowbars and whatever they're using as clubs. And their dodge is just a measly 8. So these things just rush us mindlessly with an attack looking for... Oh, yeah, he's got a minus uh, 4 because of the move and attack. So not looking good here. He's going to need a 7. Oh, and he rolls an 8. Just barely whiffs over Tony's head. This guy right on Gene. Oh, that's an 8 as well. Two very close uh, attacks, but uh, nobody hits. My side um, goes and starts making IQ rolls to uh, snap out of their their surprise. Uh, wow. Okay, that's a that's a seven uh, under eleven for Gene Gene Dole, the electrician, the brawny electrician. He's fine. Snaps out of it. Next turn, he's acting. Uh, we've got a 13 under uh, on a 10 for Jim Crane, so our freight hand, no, our hazmat man, he's uh, he's still stunned. Uh, and uh, oh, an eight, that's a nice roll. An eight hits Tony, <laughs> big Tony's uh, IQ of eight. He is the uh, he's the worst of the lot. Nine strength, eight IQ, nine health, but he is not stunned. So um, I'll just flip over um, Jim's. Jim's token here. He is stunned still. He'll get a plus one on his roll next turn. Okay, initiative time. Black and bad guys, three. Uh, three for the good guys, four for the bad guys. Bad guys swing those pipes. Oh, that's a critical failure. Uh, um, that's a 17, not an 18, but a 17. Um, he will. Uh, uh, why not? We'll roll on the critical miss table. It's always a good time. We're just starting to warm up. Drops the weapon. Yeah, I was going to say, he kind of throws that pipe. He drops number one. Uh, um, Reaver drops his pipe uh, in the fray. Got number two uh, swings with a... Oh, that's a close one. Twelve. He misses. Um, okay. Now, <laughs> we'll get these. Oh, shoot. We only have... Okay, so Gene... Um, go uh well gee he'll draw his knife that's all he can do um would he have had his knife in hand no probably not uh, it would have been sheathed but jim would have been carrying his crowbar so he will swing at the guy who dropped the pipe in front of him uh he rolls an eight and he's got a club of oh gosh a club of five what a bunch of pylons eh it's got a dexterity of six, so what can you expect? He's gonna have to all out attack next turn. Um, in fact, yeah, next turn he'll do that. And um, what we got. Uh, oh no, sorry, that was um, that was Tony. Tony has a club of eleven. He did just hit. Uh, my my mistake. Um, Jim is still stunned. He couldn't attack. So Tony uh, lands a blow on the orc who just chucked his pipe in front of him. Oh, and he fails to dodge with a nine, needed an eight. 
So uh, Big Tony lands a weak swing with that uh, club for one uh, damage. One damage caused. Ping. This kind of nicks, uh, nicks the guy with a crowbar. All right. Um, yes, and Jim Crane is going to make an intelligence roll to try and snap out of it. He rolls a 12. Needed an 11 this turn. Failed. Initiative. Who's up? We're up first. Okay. Tony's going to swing again. Uh, that's a 10. That's a hit. He needed an 11. <clears throat> he tries to dodge in front of him and fails with a 9. Needed an 8 again. Close one. Ooh. Oh, he pings him for 5 damage. Um... Ooh, clubs that guy. Good. Five damage. He's down to four. Um, five damage, eh? That is enough to force a health check on that lad. Oh, and he fails with a 14. Um, he is down and stunned. He didn't have a, a weapon on hand anyway, so... <laughs> uh, he might as well lay down. And Gene... Now with his knife, we'll take a, ooh, he will take a slash. He'll take an all-out slash because he's feeling confident with his DR6 spacesuit um, that these guys with their 1D8 clubs uh, won't do that much damage to him. So he's going he's gonna to all-out attack with a plus four to hit. Make sure he does. Um, I'll give him a 16 to hit. Actually, he's going to go for the vitals. He does 13 or less going for the vitals 13 or less and he rolls a 13 oh knife's the, knife's the orc right in the vitals orc attempts to dodge of course and fails again by one these guys are just unfortunate um gene dole has a 15 strength so he's thrusting with a one die six he rolls a six 1d6 plus 1, and the knife is um, just the rest. So he does 7 damage, double to impaling. Gene just takes that guy out in one stab. Just guts him. Dead. Um, <laughs> poor Jim makes an intelligence check. He needs a 12. Uh, he rolls a 12 this time. Barely shakes it off. Comes out of his mental stun. Uh, and uh, brandishes his crowbar, and that's all he can do. He can't, he can't attack this turn. This guy who's on his back and stunned tries to recover, and he does so. So he uh, wakes up and gets to his knees. Um, and these guys will probably, let's roll, roll initiative. Prizes, oh, sixes. Yeah, it's Tigles to the winners. Um, Tony brings down the pipe. Uh, 11, that's enough to hit. He needs an 11. That tries to dodge. Um, he does have a negative while he's on his knees. Um, yeah, no misses. He fails by one. Uh, yeah, by one again. A weak swing from Tony. Oh, with a five again. Uh, what do we got there? That is a, um, a swing. Yeah, so that's just a straight up five. And he, he brains him. He kills him. Wowee, that's two orcs. Two Reavers, dead, dead in the mechanical room. Oh, well, that couldn't have gone much better, actually. Um, not bad for our, our explorers. Um, 
or bold, what can I say? Uh, well, they were, didn't have much choice here. They were jumped after the on the other side of the airlock, so even if they wanted to turn around, it would have been a slow process. They could have jumped in the airlock with them or whatever. So that is one character point for the win. Um, I did forget also to record um, a character point because we visited, uh, we orbited the, um, oh yeah, because we found the point of interest. Um, uh, not, sorry, not because we found the point of interest, but because we found the, uh, actually, yeah, because we uh, came to the debris field. Um, we explored or mapped the debris field and we get a character point for finding um, or for visiting the seven. Uh, A6, sorry. The orbit to 87. Yeah, so we get a character point for um, scanning A6 planet, that hostile planet. Uh, then we came to A7, which was just a debris field, but we found the point of interest in it. Another character point. Um, and yeah, another character point for a successful combat. Okay, now what do these guys have on them? Not much. Um, We're in this mechanical room. There's probably like steam pipes and wires and conduit everywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, continue on exploring this place. This, uh, I, I have high hopes for the contents of this space station. It's it's ancient. It's not completely obliterated, I guess. Um, so we might be able to find some tech, some salvageable tech or something. Just getting it out of here might be the harder part. Okay, so um, this was A1. So this will connect to... Uh, so we've got a doorway uh, up here and a doorway here. So this will go to A2. Two. This will go to A3. We'll make this A3, and this will be A2 on the overall layout of the station. So, which way will we go? That's a good question. Let us roll. One to four is A2. Yep, we go. We're going straight up to A2. All right. We go to A2. Check out the door. door we got or what's the state of the door anyways it is uh, the door is open well it's it's shut but it's not uh, it's fun it's functional it's not locked it's not it's not stuck jammed okay let's generate a2 uh, you're gonna need a b6 in there b10s got a couple b10s which we don't need 10, 12, 8. Alright. Here goes. Okay, so we come up into another mechanical room. 
and uh, this one's more or less just kind of a squarish room. Oh, we got more company. Two more max die rolls, so come in. Um, we step through the doors, they open up, they're functional, and right there are two more bad guys. We'll see what these are. The chance that they're vermin, because this place is infested, according to my previous role, storage, uh, closet, uh, furniture. So, um, yeah, so this is more another storage right here in the corner. Whoops. Oh, yeah, we should have checked the storage closet in the other uh, room. We got to do that. Check that out. Um, storage here. Might be some tools or something. Storage in this room as well. This is storage of a mechanical room, so it's probably nothing too amazing. Some pipe wrenches and things. We'll see. We'll see. We'll roll on the random tables here. Uh, we've got some uh, luxury uh, item. A luxury item in the corner here. Um, okay. Something kind of in the corner here. I'll just put lots. Uh, I'm not sure it would be too luxury in the mechanical room. Maybe a nice, uh, maybe a nice like um, one of those floor zambonis, you know, for shampooing or they they wash the floors. Love those things. Need one for my house. And we have a two, a grate in the floor or a wall. So we've got a big grate middle there kind of in the room get a lot of those in these star ports space stations uh, and then we have a four up in the corner on the d10 um, yeah okay so that's just um, room appropriate um, furnishings so that's like pipes and conduits kind of around this back corner the big one in here goes in. Alright, panels and things all over this room. Now this room would have, looks like we, uh, so it goes to one. Room one is an area change, so that's down. That's the area change. Okay, so this has a room, or a door, straight up. And that's it. Now, let us see what we're facing way of uh, adversaries here yeah, that's a d20 roll up in there um goblins okay so this is more of the same monster types just they're smaller and weaker than the other the other brutes we faced all right so space goblins man we're not getting a break first two rooms Two goblins. Um, yeah, they'll have clubs too. Just not as strong as them. Um, goblins will be HP. Five each. They'll attack with 11s. Dodge would be better though. Dodge and nine for these little guys. Damage. 96 
Okay. There we go. So we just walk in and uh, see who's surprised. Nobody's surprised. Um, actually, we'll just say nobody's surprised. We'll roll initiative and they get the initiative. Um, <laughs> they see three intruders waltz in. Um, and they're outnumbered right off the bat. So let's see if they want morale check. No, they're going to succeed. Morale is seven. So they're not good morale. They're over three. Three on a seven. So they, uh, they stick around. So they do have the initiative. They will attack. Um, oh, let's, uh, let's set up a little bit of a map here. A battle map. All right. So here's our little setup. <laughs> oh, my closet will be... It's a small one right here. Um, oh yeah, this is a little tight, isn't it? Let's just make this room a little bit bigger. And we'll just ignore this wall down the middle. This is the room. We step up in. This little guy has a closet right here and some luxury item over here. The eraser. Uh, and then there's the door out of the room. Um, so yeah, so the goblin takes a swing with his, uh, his kind of club that he's just kind of got laid around. Oh, and, and smacks. Who will he smack? Um, five. Um, number one, so he goes right for Gene, or Beefcake. Beefcake Gene has a dodge of nine. He's, he's, he's decent, that guy. That's a good character. And he rolled an eight, so he uh, does manage to dodge out of the way. Okay, um, this guy will, um, step forward, no, this is, um, this is the closet. He'll step like this and attack Gene as well. And, uh, that's a 12, misses. Um, oh, these guys are little, these guys are small enough, he gets a plus one, so that is a hit. Gene will have to dodge again with a minus one this time, because he already dodged once, and he fails anyways. <clears throat> Gene takes, well, 1d6. His uh, armor will absorb that. <coughs> Actually, he's got uh, flexible armor. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's still good for 6. Um, still good for 6, unless he gets 10 damage on him somehow. Okay. These guys, um, he whacks them and sees that it doesn't even hurt Gene. Um, that's going to force... Maybe not yet. They're going to think about retreating. See what happens on this combat round here on the attack. Counter strike. Um, okay, Gene is going to attack the one up here. Uh, so he'll step up. The rest of them will file in. There goes Gene's shot. He's going to all hit attack. He's got nothing to lose. Um, so he'll stab with his knife. Uh, what does he need to hit? He's got a 12 knife. He's a 16, and he's. Okay, so we're going to see how he gets a 13. Um, yeah, he could have, could have, uh, vital strike. That's okay. Okay, he's got a dodge of nine. No, it fails. So here comes a vicious stab for six damage again. Gene is, is just a killer. So <laughs> 12 damage on the five hit point, um, um, uh, degenerate reaver, the, uh, the goblin reaver. Um, Jim Crane, he'll put in a swing with his crowbar. Uh, he's got a five. He's going to have to all-out attack most of the time, so he rolls 
He's got a plus four, so he rolls a nine. He needed a nine with his all out attack. Uh, that remaining goblin, this one's dead. We'll try to dodge and fails. All right, Jim gets a four. Minus one plus one, so four damage. Ping. He just smacks that uh, goblin down to one. Yeah, they're going to retreat if they survive this. He makes a health check and fails. It's an 11. Yeah, I just have a 10. He fails and he's on his back. Um, drops. And then uh, Big Tony. Big Tony takes a swing. He's going to all out attack while well, he's got him down. And finish him. He's got a club of 11. Plus 4, so 15. Yeah, he hits. Um, Goblin is down and stunned. He's got a plus 4 to his dodge. He fails. Big Tony smacks him for a 4 damage. What is that? That's 4 damage straight up. Yep. Finishes off that Goblin. Wow, there's another character point. So we're... We're just getting... We're just getting mean here. <laughs> wow. Can you picture this? We just walk into an abandoned ancient space station. It's uh, half ruined. It's apparent from the outside. It's in ruins. We come in and find some functioning lights uh, and atmosphere and gravity. Go into the first two rooms and we find just squatting, just squatting uh, reavers. Weird. They attack us on site. We go to work with our crowbars defending ourselves and, and being the aggressors here uh, in this one, certainly. And uh, yeah, we just take them down. Just no mercy. Those things aren't uh, really probably going to uh, want to negotiate, but you know, you never know. Okay. All right, so we've got now, I just made a couple connections on my map here. The hangar entrance had three doors. I'll just go by the picture <laughs> on the map I had. Uh, it looks like, um, yeah, well, we won't uh, investigate where the other ones led, but I just connected the uh, hangar room on the, um, on the web diagram there to connect to the three first rooms on the die drop of the layout of the first area. So, okay. We are going to uh, investigate the closet and then go back a room and investigate the closet as well. Um, so we'll check, check the door. <clears throat> this isn't anything too sturdy, this door. So it would be uh, three on the door check is, uh, it's uh, stuck. It's shut, stuck. And we're gonna have to pry that open now. We do have crowbars for just such a job, so we're looking at a take us a turn. That's oh, so what's been yeah, about three turns. Every turn we every time we search something, it's old school. This is OSR rules. Every time we search something, it will take a turn. Every three turns I roll random encounter. I roll under 15 of big uh, big tough gene there with his 15 strength. And I roll a 14. Just barely. So he, uh, oh, I do have to see what the modifier is, sorry. Um, D10, D10 to find the modifier, that's an eight. So, oh yeah, yeah, so he gets a plus three. Pry that uh, open, and they, they do, they get inside. Now, 
in the closet there. What do we find? We find, um, so I'm going to use my uh, typical randos. Um, <laughs> uh, un unguarded uh, treasure table. And we get, uh, find 1d6 times 100 worth of of uh, treasure. <laughs> so 300 300 dollars. Uh, okay. 300 dollars worth of junk. I don't know if that's uh, worth of even take worth even taking 50% chance of um, higher quality stuff. 50%. That's a 36. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we hit that. So 1d6 times 10. This time, so 400, so um, 300 plus 400, that's 700. Okay, 700. 700 bucks worth of equipment and tools. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, put this down. Find in closet. Um, $700 in tools. Not sure if we're gonna haul that. Might as well. I mean, gee, fight our way in here, right? Um, there's a five percent chance of uh, so on my table. It's uh, for valuables, like uh, gems, is what it was for randos for fantasy. But uh, maybe power cells here, um, jewelry or art. <laughs> Not likely in the mechanical room. A two percent chance of special. So that'd be a high tech piece of equipment. No, nothing. Okay, so we got $700 worth of um, tools, so probably a toolbox that we can grab. So yeah, yeah, yep, we'll grab that. Okay, grab that, we'll take it, take it back to the next room back. Um, actually, before we, yeah, sure, why not? Let's go back there and see what kind of, so we look in there, we find another $400 worth of tools. Um, hundred and tools um, and then 50% chance of uh, power tools and things nine so yeah man 1d6 times 10 so it's another 500 okay okay 500 okay now we're starting to get some haul that'll buy um, so far we've got enough money to replenish our uh, food stores on the ship which we are halfway through already, I might add. Um, space travel, man. Takes time. We go through a lot of food. Okay, um, no specials. A little bit of artistic stuff. Nope, nothing. And, and a high-tech piece of equipment, nothing. Okay, so we'll take that. Okay, so that's 900, that's $600, uh, $1,600 worth, worth of tools. Um... <laughs> Let's see um, what their state is. Um, yeah, well, we'll just stick with that for now. They probably weren't uh, used or anything much. Um, well, they probably were kept there and possibly used by the inhabitants here, the squatters, because they do need to do some maintenance from time to time, whether they can or not. They've probably figured it out. Maybe that's what the goblins, the goblin class is uh, typically. We're going to translate that from the fantasy world, 
goblins are the smart tinkerer types. The, go the orcs are more the the brutes, the guards, the fighters, the you know the meatheads. So yeah, maybe the goblins were down in here just kind of doing some maintenance. <sighs> They're hitting us with wrenches. Um, okay, so we've uh, we've checked out both storage closets in the mechanical rooms we've got this door to go through and back in a1 we have a door heading east east what's uh east is a little different in the uh in in the space east with uh, in accordance to the galactic center i guess eh? okay so we'll go back to a2 and investigate um this luxury item luxury furniture okay so let's just take a look at what this could be yeah all right so this is a luxury item and um i busted our trusty ultra tech derps and uh this is the mechanical room so we're gonna tour on down to this section here tools and construction we're gonna roll randomly this will be um a luxury toolkits worker robot or uh heavy equipment of some sort so that's uh one in uh, that's a one to three. So this is going to be heavy equipment uh, or salvage uh, gear. Page 87. Let's just take a look in there. I love this kind of random rolling. You never know what you're going to get. Okay. Anything appropriate? All right. Looks like our options here are um, sort of large-ish um, furniture type uh <laughs> heavy equipment or tools candidates are a fusion torch so that's um yeah like a big welder i guess basically uh, that's worth two thousand bucks or a uh, portable tool portable workshop uh, elaborate version of a portable tool kit um, um heavy toolbox or backpack yeah elaborate version of that it's good for emergency repairs. And then the extreme luxury would be the robotic workshop. So it, uh, it's, it's got some automation built in. So let's roll a D6 at uh, three. So that is a portable workshop we find. Um, and that is worth some money. Let's just take a look here. Uh, most workshops for armory, electrician, mechanic, or machinist skills are 15 grand, 200 pounds. Um, okay, yeah, man, so we're gonna take that, so we find a portable workshop worth, uh, five, uh, 15,000, cool, <laughs> yeah, okay, so that's, um, make a note of that, portable workshop, um, and that is, um, 15, and that's quite high-tech as well wouldn't have much of that kind of stuff back home probably maybe a bit it's still rare enough that we're gonna okay so that's 200 pound we'd easily be into a couple hundred pounds uh, worth of tools <laughs> we're gonna haul out uh, and take back to the ship uh, very carefully um, now, we do have that problem of uh, zero atmosphere, zero G, back in the hangar bay. Um, so we do have, uh, we have the robotic arm on the ship. 
Let's just take a look at that. Now that uh, would be spacer skill. So we've got Terry back at the ship. He's going to use his spacer skill. He's got a spacer skill of 16, man. So he's no joke on the on a stick, man. <laughs> he's a stick jockey. So he'll make a roll to assist um, because as the guys bring all this loot through the airlock to the <laughs> to the vacuum of space, it'll it'll try to just kind of start slowly drifting, floating away. So not going to be too big of a deal, but they can, besides kind of just pushing off, they can try to tether again, I guess. They would have hooked their tethers to a handle or something near the airlock. Um, so they can reclip and then just reel themselves in over to the ship, carrying stuff. Uh, and Or maybe they can just, t actually, <clears throat> we've got Jim Crane. He's got packing. No, no, it's Big Terry or Big Tony. He's got packing. Uh, well, he doesn't need to make a roll. He's got packing. So he'll lash this stuff all together in a bundle. And with that previous roll there with the robotic arm, uh, Captain Terry will robotic arm snatch that up and bring the payload on board. So that's, you know, half, uh, 500 pounds maybe, quarter of a ton. We won't even mark that off yet. That's just... Uh, small peanuts and the cargo hold of that ship wow not bad not a bad haul um, okay so the lads nobody's been hit or damaged or hurt um, so far there's no survivors who have ran off to inform inform the uh, squatters the natives whatever they might be of our presence so I think we should uh, we're going to turn around and go back in. This has been pretty profitable so far. Uh, you know, within an hour or two, we've managed to get ourselves a couple thousand bucks worth of goods. All right. There we go. You know, it just occurs to me that um, portable workshop that we just found, we could really use that on board because I do have a relatively new starship mechanic uh, in Gene Dole um, with a skill of 10 for repairing that ship so those tools would uh, give him a plus one I think so maybe we won't be selling that yeah um, it also just occurs to me that we're running around in DR6 vac suits we're pretty good like uh, DR6 ain't bad for a flexible suit but if we, if we get stabbed or punctured, uh, that suit is useless. Well, it still give the DR, but no longer a vac suit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my n naive <laughs> um, bravery there uh, reflects the uh, the crew, <laughs> and they're probably thinking similarly. They suddenly realize, oh. Oh crap, if we had a, got stabbed, we'd be in trouble getting back to the ship. All right. All right, maybe we'll, um, okay. After, before we head back in, these guys will return to the ship uh, and just <laughs> mentally uh, 
process, what they've seen, uh, and how they're going to maybe be a little careful on this next foray because we've got a couple choices on which ways we want to go. Um, A3, or continue straight ahead through to A4. All right, roll on. Space Randos. Pew, pew, pew.